Uh, Your so brother's anyway. name is Tortilla? What? What? No. Welcome to Pet Food Beta, Gamer Escapes podcast, bringing you the biscuit on all things Final Fantasy XI news, community, and more. I'm Vivi. I'm Roku. And we are here a little early ahead of or on the mo- exact moment of when the September version update is happening. Providing we're able to edit it in time and don't fall asleep at our keyboards because we're doing it kind of at night now after various long weekends and various degrees of hungover eatiness. So yay. You can think of it as pet food beta after dark. Except probably not as entertaining or sensual. Right, but it is literally after dark, at least for me. Probably not for you yet. No, no. The sun is still there and it's still probably 85 out with a delightful array of clouds outside. Which, speaking of clouds, today is the 15th anniversary, I believe, of Final Fantasy VII. Yay! That's really? Pretty sure. I think I saw something Twitter, whatever. Fusion did that. Yeah. 15? Something like that. Was it 15 or 17? Only? Maybe. Uh, yeah, it's gotta be longer than 15. Well, it came out in tw- um, 97, right? I don't know. That sounds right, though. Yeah. Anyway. Doing investigative research. 17 years. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Can almost buy cigarettes. Almost. <laughs> Anywho. So, um... <laughs> We're off the rails already. Um, yeah. Please yeah. tell our lovely listeners uh, why we're recording a little early. Um. Well, one, we had a lot of stuff to cover before the update, and we thought it'd be a nice treat for you guys to listen to it while the game is updating. And also, um, some stuff happened uh, earlier in the week. Some fun stuff. Let's start with the meta discussion. That was kind of the whole, uh, well, one of the main reasons you wanted to do the show earlier, right? Yeah. So initially, uh, I talked to uh, Fusion about writing a piece for this, but then life got in the way, and uh, this kind of happened instead. So on Tuesday, apparently, um, there was a pseudo second coming of salvage bans for people that were using third-party tools in uh, various salvage areas to effectively refight certain monsters to get drops over and over and over again, leading to a massive influx of Alexandrite on servers, which if you're an active player, you may have seen people with just bazaars full of them. And uh, it got to the point where some players were actually getting upwards of like 3,000 Alex on a bad day per character per day. And just, it got kind of crazy. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I noticed, not to jump in, but I, I yeah, noticed yeah. that I didn't think a whole lot of it. I was just like, wow, maybe people are just like, just spamming. Really the, liking salvage. Yeah, just like really getting into salvage. I just noticed like every bazaar in like Upper Juno, which at least on my server is the AFK, AFK zone. Yeah. Um, and I just noticed like every bazaar just had Alex. Yeah, and so there was like this massive influx of stuff. And so apparently a couple months ago, now this is patched from what I understand. Um, so they had patched uh, the method that people were using to get these uh, additional chances to fight monsters. And they issued bans for uh, people that were taking advantage of this, which is awesome. But here's something that's been bothering me a little bit. These bans weren't consistent with the previous salvage bans. Uh, previously, what had happened in, I think it was 2009, 11, something like that. Uh, yeah, 2009, 2007, late January 2009 or so. And so these bands uh, were known as the LM17 bands, and people, this hit, I think it was like upwards of like 900 some odd accounts, like across the entire game, which is was moderately huge at the time, because I think back then there were maybe... 750 800,000 players like that were individual unique accounts so it was a, it was a good chunk of them and what it ended up happening is there were various bans that were issued there so there were temp bans for people that participated to like a lighter extent and then permanent bans so LM17 completely just ban your account and you're not able to reactivate it under any circumstances what have you and now the thing that's sort of bothering me here is that with these bans for this most recent week um, in order to achieve this method of refighting mobs uh, this most recent method of refighting mobs 
you explicitly have to use a third-party tool in order to do that, whereas with the bands in 2009, it was players taking advantage of an error in coding on SE's part that players had reported for from reportedly since 2007. So what I'm wondering is why is it that the company who theoretically, I believe, uh, said well, not theoretically, but so what my issue is for a company that said that they would pretty much hold players responsible to this. Okay, so to quote uh, Square Enix directly, um, they said, quote, in November 2008, we discovered issues that allowed players to create multiple items for certain treasures and rewards in areas such as salvage and assault by exploiting the game system. Okay, we were, okay, quote, we were working hard to ensure that these kinds of issues do not occur again in Final Fantasy XI. However, if you discover any problems with the game systems, please submit a GM call or fill it out. The feedback, email, form, and report problems to us instead of exploiting or spreading the issue we thank you for the cooperation in this matter now from the overall tone of their public statement in regards to the lm17 bans it made it sound as though more or less if you exploited more or less anything that would generate extra guilt or have potential to completely screw up the economy of the game server like across various servers that you would be met with the giant lm17 hammer of justice this is not the case in uh, let, let me stop you real quick yeah and to to clarify what I think is an important point that you're making is um, you could do this on the legitimate client, if you know what I mean. Like Xbox, PlayStation 2, the, the original salvage yes, ban. You, yeah, the original salvage ban you could do on any system. So Xbox, PS2, or uh, the PlayStation, or uh, the PC. And and this, get permabanned. And get completely permanent banned. But in this most recent one, it requires a PC and it requires a third-party tool to jump between various instances within the instance that reset timer. Like this happens in Dynamite. This uh you could also do this in Dynamis too, and it would reset your timer. And people are just getting allegedly. Allegedly, but people are just getting temp bans. You have so. to say allegedly, otherwise, you know, people are going to come looking for you. They had nerfed it, but... Uh, so anyway, what had happened is uh, players that had partaken in this most recent event, temp bans versus permabans, discuss, is there a problem with the consistency of this? Uh, like, is something of this magnitude? Because for me, at least, I think that this is a significantly more serious offense because just the number of Alexandrite and Mythics that sort of popped up on the server and currency that's getting circulated, you could really sort of argue that this is a greater like hit to the economy than somebody getting a salvage body that they've been going like one for two hundred on for the past yeah, sure. two yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. The, the the impact to the economy is is far more. Um, uh, you know, it, it shakes things up quite a bit more than somebody having better gear. You know, like it's just not. You can't even compare the two. Right. That and also since this explicitly does violate the terms of service where it does involve a third-party tool which is explicitly outlined whereas potentially messing with a game mechanic that probably shouldn't be there but let's be honest it wasn't fixed for like a year and a half like it just it it seems really kind of sketchy to me like is it did so many players that did this take part in it that if square enix did ban them would they end up losing a significant portion of their income that they get from final fantasy 11 and if that's true like what's really going on? i mean that's speculation on top of speculation but um right i mean like just watch me sort of dance around in my foil hat but this is just something's not right here um yeah it, i mean it's hard to say uh what their stance is on it without all of the the statistics i mean once that alexandrite is in the economy it's not like they all have a unique id that can be traced back and they can recall and delete them like that we know that's that's not true no but you can look in the logs and see oh well let's see this person beat i don't know uh the freaking pr uh proto chimera or whatever it's called in our apocalypse like 40 times within the course of 24 hours and that instance appears in their chat log that many times you can narrow down the players which is how they had to initially when they did the bands the right bands. but I, I guess what i'm saying is like that, that that is part of it um but the the lasting impact is the fact that all of that alexandrite got created and is now in the economy and probably dispersed among people who bought it you know well that's the thing though if you were able to generate upwards of thirty thousand plus alexandrite a week wouldn't you be making mythics and if you did end up making a mythic why can't it be rolled back well i wouldn't because i only play rune and I have no use for mythic, so... 
Hey, boo-boo. Let's uh, go and get some Alexandrite in our picnic of basket. <laughs> that's, that's the show title. I'm, I have a gift. But that's sort of my main kind of beef with this situation. It, it, it just, it seems like they're getting a slap on the wrist for something that really should be penalized by a lot more. It, like, if they just, the something just seems off. Well, let me ask you this. How much do you actually care about these people getting permabanned? Like, would you rather people who figure out a way to exploit the system disappear and then there's even less people playing? Or Well, my main thing is this. If it was within the game's own mechanics... I would have less of a problem with it than I would then having to explicitly use a third-party tool to move in some capacity to refight something over and over, which is a clear issue. Like, I mean, like it's not like somebody's buying something from an NPC and selling it back for more, which actually did happen back in like 2006. Um, Even more recent than that, during my time playing, that happened. Yeah, but um, or like even with all of the uh, like the big fishing nerf and stuff, that bothered me. That bothered me honestly more than this because you know i had finished my abc run legitimately before that and it's like oh yeah i'm gonna go and fish and stuff and then bam it gets nerfed because people use third-party tools to exploit stuff and that's kind of my big qualm with it so so what do you think they should do i don't know it's tricky because in a perfect world where everybody would end up being kind of theoretically happy if people exploited stuff and got mythics out of it, I think that they should get rolled back. As opposed to being permabanned. Well, here's the thing. If it's really tricky, because it... Because the people exploiting it aren't necessarily making mythics, they could be generating gill. Right, and if they're generating gill, then I think, yeah. Especially if they're selling it, too. Like, imagine, like, the RMT that are doing this, too. Yeah, that's a whole other thing, yeah. yeah. So it's like, either you ban everybody or you ban nobody. Right, because nobody's going to be generating all of that gill selling Alexandrite to make a relic, because that's silly. Right, but, like, you you can imagine that if somebody's, like, selling the Alexandrite to sell the gill they probably made a mythic or two on their own characters too right yeah so hmm. yeah i don't know it's tricky uh let us know what you guys or well actually what that's get re- really rude of me um what do you think that should happen Vive? um i have a different opinion um i think that uh it, even though it is using a third-party tool you know it is exploiting something like that's completely different than the original bands mm-hmm. um I still think that there, to some degree, that there is responsibility on, on Square Enix to be aware of how people are exploiting the system and, you know, and patch it in reaction to that. Um, well, what I'm kind of interested in is that Square knows how they lay out whatever instance it is that they do. I'm more surprised that they don't use the third-party tools that they know that are out there to test their stuff more. And for all we know, they might, you know. Yeah. Uh, we... we we don't know the details of, of it um, and to what extent, but I guess that's that's kind of what I'm saying, is that if they are aware of this sudden spike in activity, um, I think the best thing to do is be like... I Honestly, I think what they did is probably the best thing. Did you, did you say that they, they actually fixed the problem even with a third-party tool? From what I understand um, and from what I've been reading, they fixed um, the issue in uh, both Salvage and Dynamis. Okay, and so. and they gave the the players a slap on the wrist with like a three day tent ban, right? Something along that, yeah. Honestly, I haven't heard of, I haven't heard of any perma bans. Honestly, so. I think they did the right thing um, because even if a player potentially generated upwards of what, like, uh, so let's do some math. So let's say the person doing this has two accounts of seven thousand dollars. Even if they generated a billion gil, um, I think that they they did the right thing because at the end of the day, it's a game and it's entertainment, and yeah, it's kind of like like pooping in the community pool you know for everybody else but i think by not making as big of a deal that they could of that they did the right thing they they made it so that most people like myself included were kind of aloof to the whole thing if it weren't for you uh, mentioning it or a couple of people on my link show mentioning it i wouldn't have even known that this whole thing had happened yeah because i wasn't seeking it out um and so I actually have. I actually agree with the way that they handled it. They gave players a slap on the wrist and said, "Hey, don't do this because you'll get caught, and next time maybe you will get permaban." 
Yeah, that is true. If their accounts like do have a flag on them now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then, the, then more importantly, they actually patched the code to m- prevent this from happening. You know. Right. I'm just still bothered by like it's a billion gil a month. They've been doing that every day for like yeah every month. It's, like you just. It, I mean, I understand. Yeah, like, I understand where you're coming from for yeah. sure. But at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, people are always, especially with a game this old with this many forms of currency, people are always gonna find a way to game you know guild generation no matter what i mean there's probably a hundred different things that people haven't tried yet yeah you know yeah <sighs> anyway um let us know what you guys think you can email us at petfoodbeta at, at gamerscape.com yep yep and yes yeah, so let's move yeah, on to so let's move on to slightly less serious, slightly less stuff. serious stuff stop mimicking me stop mimicking me hopefully you've seen super troopers no but you were pretty cool but Anyway, so uh, we have a version update this week. Yay! And uh, it hits at uh, September 9th, 2014, JST. It's probably happening if you're downloading this uh, when it comes out. On Monday. Yeah. So, because if JP Midnight is 7 a.m. tomorrow, then yeah. 7? Wouldn't it be 11? My time. Oh. West Coast. There you go. West Coast. I always forget that there's a West Coast. Best Coast? Guess. Duh. Okay, so alrighty. So the version update. Um, there's a lot of stuff. Yes. Um, system related, UI related, um, and then I think most excitingly, event related. Mm-hmm. Let's. Um, you want to just go through an order of the notes? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, already. So you start. I'll BRB. Cool. Already. So uh, rapid fire. Um, we've got missions and quests. So there's going to be some new quests for the Seekers of Adeline mission, which will introduce or the Seekers of Adeline expansion, which will in, uh, introduce some new Adeline lore, which will be pretty cool. Then uh, we've got some adjustment to missions, where it will help. Uh, Easy amount of time that people spend on them and lower requirements for uh, people uh, to enter certain battlefields and adjustments to existing missions and quests, which will ease the amount of time on existing missions and quests that require a certain amount of time to occur. So if there's, say, a week or a real-life game day, whatever, it'll probably be reduced. Making Uh, it faster to progress through quests and missions. Yes. We also have several fun campaigns going on where uh, there's an active adventure appreciation campaign and the idyllic Venadil initiative, both of which will give you either a red or green Mogpet which you can then trade to a happy little Moogle in your respective port city. Ironically, to- you can't see this item, and therefore it is actually just text, which is funny that they're using a color. Yeah. Well, it's kind of funny, though, because um, do you remember back when they did the gold Mogpel stuff and they were delivering it to your D-Box? Yeah, except they didn't to half the people. Yeah, and I had to file three GM reports just to get it. <laughs> oh, you actually got it, though. Oh, yeah, no, I got my 50,000 fishing guild points from that, and it was amazing. Yeah, I so. did the same for cooking. Yeah. Except I got it. I didn't have to do anything. Oh, you missed a special. Oy. Fancy. Uh, then there will be an adjustment to seasonal events, which I believe coincides with the buffalo cow event thing that goes on where you chase oh, the buffalo. I didn't even catch this one. Yeah, they had announced it earlier uh, in the week. They, like, they've changed the... Um, the way that the the event had worked. Uh, oh yeah, here we go. Um, so I just read the note. No, they're adding the red sash and the dash sash that were only available in the 2005 event. Yeah, I saw that. that yeah. Which have enmity plus right one and yes. two. Yes, and so that's that right there. So that'll be cool because I had never gotten that because I don't believe the game was out in America in 2005. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. So that'll be cool to see. And then they were going to add in a sequel quest to Wings of the Goddess, but they are. A Apparently not doing it yet, which means Adamos will probably not come this update. Right. Rabble. I've but been, Wings no, of the Goddess no. stuff is coming this update, which we'll get into a little bit later. Yeah. Just a yeah. Anyway, that takes it for uh, missions and quests. Do you want to start out the uh, content, content system? Sure. Yes. Uh, so I, one of two things that I'm super excited about for the, this coming version update is Incursion, which is basically what a lot of people are speculating is going to be the end game for Seekers of Adeline. Um, mm-hmm. It involves the Velk, 
which is the Beastman race in Ubuka. It, it sounds, on the surface, it sounds sort of similar to Delve in, in that it's an instanced area you can enter with six to 18 people. Um, but three you, to 18. Oh, three to 18. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Um, and you uh, you fight you know hordes of uh, Velk along the way, and then there are different NMs that you fight as part of this. You get the key item to enter by defeating Velk out in the field in Mariami Ravine, um, possibly other areas. I'm not sure exactly. Mm. Um, and what's kind of interesting about it, they're taking a little bit of a different approach than Delve, where you know Delve the monsters HP scales with the amount of people present. With this, the not only do the does the difficulty, but the rewards scale not with the amount of people from what, the way I understand it, but with how many times you defeat it. So it gets progressively mm. harder. Is that not correct? That's really interesting. Oh, okay. I thought oh, I didn't no, have that right. That, that's the first thing I heard. It, it sounds accurate to me, and I hope it's accurate, so we'll see. Yeah, the, the way I understood it is you can enter it, and it starts off somewhat easy, and with also with like um, like mediocre yes. rewards, and yes. then the more that you do it, the harder it gets, but the more rewards that you get, which is kind of a cool concept. That's a little- yeah, it kind of reminds me of um, sort of like a, like a faction daily that you might see in sort of WoW, I would say. Where no idea um, what that is. Okay, um... It would be like a, like, you know, to pull just an easier example that you know, uh, kind of like a Beastman quest in 14. Okay. Okay. But mix it with assault. Okay. And then make it so it's potentially able to generate moderate experience slash capacity points. So throwing a little bit of Mob and Maze Mongers in there. Yeah, it does sound yeah, a little no, bit like it that. It sounds really cool, but I don't think it's going to be the end game. I think that Delve is probably the end game and whatever that sort of weird, lighty, spirally thing will be sort of the sky equivalent. Ooh, yeah, we'll talk like, about that a little later. Yeah, this just sounds like a nice uh, little mid-ground thing for people to do. Stuff Could be. Yeah, yeah and so either way, it sounds like it's, it's fairly well thought out. Um, we'll give you our thoughts uh, after the update on it. Mm-hmm. Um, looking forward to it. Yes. Also, side note. Also, side note, um, if you haven't done the Velk side quests, highly recommend them. Have you done them? There are Velk side quests? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, I highly recommend them. It's actually, it starts off as the the Exorcist's side quests. Oh, okay. Uh, and I'm leads, behind. It leads into their interaction with the Velk. Spoiler free. Um, I'll stop there, but it's it's pretty cool because it kind of, I think it probably sets up what Incursion is all about. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Cool. All right, we have another exciting piece of content coming for people, which is the new Walk of Echoes, which are, quote, surge and endowed walks. Endowed. (laughs) Yeah. So from what we uh, understand is that surge walks are kind of the high-quality version of these uh, existing Walk of Echoes uh, little confluxes, where the content starts at level 119, which will be quite nice. And uh, so what ends up happening is you will go and you will fight in a certain uh, vertical conflux. Yes, that's the word. It's kind of funny because I did like four of these the other day. Um, So you go and you'll fight in a certain conflux battlefield. Good God. So you'll go (laughs) and fight in whatever vertical conflux it is that you're going to fight in. And then depending on how many times you defeat that, there will be a chance for it to pop up as a surge walk. And further, in the middle of it, it might end up just suddenly become much harder, which will add a little bit of excitement to the three people that are under level 99 that still do it. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see how this will work because it sounds like like if you enter Flux 1, for example, it sounds like you can only be part... Like, like Flux 1 is Flux 1 is Flux 1, whether it's endowed or surged or normal. Mm. So I wonder how that works because you can enter Walkabout was at level 80, I think, right? I think earlier, even. Because it was uh, put out... Uh, it was out way before um, level cap went up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, um... So I think you can go into, like, 75, maybe even earlier. Well, I guess what would happen is it would boot you... I mean, it, you have to beat it on the normal version first, and then if you were somehow... Why are we even talking about this? Who's doing anything under level 99? <laughs> people that are under level 99? Who's, level, who's under level 99? The new people that will be joining us during the return home to Vanadil campaign and the uh, price discount. 
campaign that right. occurs later in the month when Final Fantasy XI is at a significantly lower price than normal. Don't you like walk out of Winters and like instantly ding level and I know pretty much. Uh, no, you gotta find. Yeah. I know. Yeah. To sort of pleasure yeah. first. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I will assume that there will be uh, HQ versions of either drops that are similar that already drop out of Walk of Echoes right now, or there will be new gear for the level 119 player. But one thing that I am kind of expecting to come out of here, I will bet my bottom dollar that synthesis materials of a new variety will probably drop out of here. And I bet that if they ever implement uh, HQ uh, or the 119 versions of the Empyrean armor, that those synth materials will probably be used in it. I was kind of expecting that. That makes sense because I yeah. don't see them... Well, one, I don't expect them to rehash anything to do with Abyssia. And two, I don't expect us to have to go back to Abyssia to get the upgrade items. So it, it, Walk of Echoes is sort of related, you know, at least in terms of Empyrean weapons go. Right. Um, so I was kind of expecting that. So I guess it remains to be seen. Yes. Man, I would love a HQ version of a flume belt. That would be awesome. Or a wind buffet belt. We actually got a flume belt uh, the other night when we were doing, uh, I think it was 11 or 12. Because uh, a friend of mine, he needed the... Uh, oh, it dropped for you? Yeah, no. Nice. Yeah, it dropped. And so uh, it dropped in his chest. So he already had one. So he was frantically looking through his, um, like, all three of his bags, tried to trade it. And yeah, so we made some nice money from that. Yeah, I just picked one of those off like a couple of months ago. My rune fencer. I ended up just buying it because I never got it to drop. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, moving yeah. on. Uh, so let's see. So there are new seal battlefields that are going to come out, and they're going to add capacity point rewards uh, when you defeat battlefields that either use a microcosmic or a macrocosmic orb, which is pretty cool. So a nice little incentive to help your buddies who are trying to get seals, or vice versa. Yep. And then we've got, uh, let's see here. Trust? Yes. So we've got um, one little blurb next to the trust thing where uh, they're going to be increasing not just combat skills and adjustments to. Oh my god. Hello? Uh, Your so brother's anyway, name is Tortilla? What? What? No. Anyway, so trust, um, there will be an increase in not just combat skills and nachos. adjustment to the, summer, to the summoning rules within. Did you say nachos combat skills? No, I said nachos. 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 Your brother's name is Tortilla and there's trust named nachos. Okay. I wish. Although people do like. Yeah, I'm not finishing that. Anyway, um. There will be an adjustment to summoning rules within the Reeves, and there will be you will be able to apply killer effects to alter egos. So yes, uh, monster rearing. I've already forgotten about monster rearing. Sadly, mm -hmm. um, so let's not talk about it. Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about. It. They're adding more monsters that can be reared and subspecies that can develop based on growth processes, and they're setting items that can be acquired through the monsters. Have you messed with this at all, by the way? No. Not at all. Not at all. I, I still need the moat carp creel for my mog garden. Thing, uh oh, so I've done two things with this so far. Um, just real quick, I raised a rabbit who just was angry, <laughs> and I let him go back into the wild. I didn't put him down. You put him down. I didn't. No, you raised him in captivity. And now, like a coral is going to sneak out from behind a bush and eat him. Hey, not my problem. Yeah, it is. <laughs> murderer it's not um it is. i sent him back home but that was the option that the little key kern gave me um and now i've raised another sheep um named kieran who no matter what i do or how little i visit him or what i feed him he always is happy and content with life so i don't know Okay. That's all I gotta say about that. Groovy. Uh, Goblin Mystery Box. They're making it not suck. And then record wait, 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 wait. How are they making it not suck? Oh my god. Um, okay. So what they're doing is they're adjusting it. So all of the dials, so one through five, cost the same amount of the daily tally points. But dials one through five now have completely different sort of categories of items. So you can narrow down your choices theoretically. So dial one would have like synth materials, dial three would have medicine, and then like dial five could have uh, like ninja tools or ammunition, pet items, whatever. No more pandia, uh, pandemonium keys? Um, that's under the special dial number six, technically, which is 50 for your daily tally. And you could have various items. Items including weapons, armor, magic scrolls, and probably pop items. So they haven't changed that at all. Probably not. Because <laughs> I really, I didn't, I don't think, I mean, if anybody used it, I don't think they picked anything except for the highest value one. So. 
Yeah. Although it is kind of nice because um, a lot of times what I would do is, uh, you know, since I've got a couple of mules, I'll just wait a couple of months and I'll drain all of their points. They just NPC all the medicine I get. And you make money doing that. Yeah, that's true. It is good money. That's one thing positive I have to say about the current incarnation of it is like, no matter what you get, you're at least getting like 1K a day if you do that. Yes. Oh. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And then they're adding some records of eminent stuff to C, which would be pretty cool. But they already had stuff in C. No, they have Sky and they have Abyssia. No, they have C. Do they? Yeah. Oh, so add combat objectives pertaining to Lemuria. So I guess they're adding it harder. I wonder what that is. I wonder if it's like subjugation because they just added the uh, the subjugation stuff for like the 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 Sky Gods. So I bet they're doing the same for the the C Enums. Yeah, jailers. Yeah, kill absolute virtue. That would make sense. Sparks. Yep. Actually, I wonder how many sparks Absolute Virtue would give. Uh, that would be awesome if they add. I don't think Kieran is one of them. No, Kieran's one of them. Oh. Isn't he? Pretty sure he is. Yeah, you get like a thousand sparks for Kieran. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Uh. Kieran's got a baby ton for Alex, though. Yeah. So. I want to solo. I want to try soloing um, Absolute Virtue in Monstrosity since, like, you can play as a manipulator uh, in C. Hmm. And since so technically to- after you beat Jailer of Virtue, or wait, of Love, after you beat Jailer of Love, um, Absolute Virtue spawns unclaimed, right? No, he spawns claim to you or the party that uh, uh, did it, so. Oh, never mind. JK, LOL. Why can't you do it? What? Wait, so are you not able to pop Jailer of Love and Monstrosity? Right. Oh, that's disappointing. But I guess he could, you can unclaim Absolute Virtue. Yeah, that would be interesting. You'd probably break the server, like the guy that had his Geo spell to spell. Because I've got a level 99, like, behemoth, so huh. I'm pretty sure I could take on Absolute Virtue solo. Well, if you guys want to see that, uh, send us an email and <laughs> voice your opinion. We'll try to get a live stream for it, and yeah, I want to update Monstrosity. What? what? Hello? What? Is this thing on? Yes. But you started talking when I was doing my spiel. What spiel? I was saying that if people want to see this, send us an email at petfoodbeta at gamerescape.com and voice your opinion. We might do a live stream where I will get extraordinarily drunk and heckle the behemoth that's fighting absolute virtue. Oh, that's a good idea for a live stream. Yeah. That would be actually... Okay. Um, um, let's move into battle slash job adjustments. Battle slash job adjustments. Yeah. All right. So Beastmaster. Beastmaster. Congratulations. You guys are getting six new pets, which you can buy from an NPC for relatively cheap. I would hope you get uh, the NPC's name is Therese. Yes. In Ther- Juno. Thera. Thera. I see. Thera Isle. Thera Isle. Is that an L? No, it's an I. Thera Isle. There's no L. Whatever. Anyway, so you're getting a lizard, a sheep, a serenity, a jaggle, a beetle, and a fungar. So, congrats to you guys. Dragoon is getting updates. Yes. Yes, it is. So much update that Fusion was actually considering reactivating to play around on it, which is... During the free happy. campaign period. Yes, which is kind of remarkable. So, as your Wyvern level rises... Wyvern's Wyvern. levels, by the way. Wyvern. 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 Tomato. Wyvern. Wyvern. Whatever. Do you want to do Dragon, then? No. Fine. As a Wyvern's level rises, the Dragoon's physical attack and defense will Wyvern. increase, as and the player will also receive a haste effect... Physical attack and defense will increase by 4% for each Wyvern level Wyvern. up to a cap of 20, and the haste effect will increase to, by 2 per level to a cap of 10%. These benefits are only confirmed when a player's Wyvern is alive. Wyvern. If a Wyvern, Wyvern. In battle is dismissed, the benefits are lost. Uh, in accordance with this adjustment, the physical attack and defense boost conferred by the Spirit Surge ability will be changed to 25%. The Strafe job ability, originally available via merit points, will now be earned by leveling up. This trait will be first required at 20, with the effect increasing in stages at levels 40, 60, and 80. Owing to this adjustment, the Merit, two, merit Group 2 category Strafe will be renamed to Strafe Effect, where the Strafe Effect will f- increase from accuracy f- by 5 to... N- from an increased accuracy by 5 to increased accuracy by 10. The amount of time required for breath to activate will be decreased from 3 seconds to 1 second. So, Wyverns are becoming useful. Yes. And it's kind of cool. I like the way that they're doing this. So they're making it so that the the wyvern, as it levels up, actually becomes like relevant. So 
there's like I, I like this. This is this is one of my major gripes with Final Fantasy fourteen is that the sense of death doesn't really have any weight. Except they have to redo all of your content over again. Huh? Yeah. If you if more or less in endgame, if one person dies and it's not super recoverable, you have to redo your entire fight for whatever you're in. Well you're just talking about like coil and stuff, right? I'm talking about yeah, more or less. Yeah. Or so, like, or like uh, some primal fights and stuff, but it's just it's I I'll tell you after the show. I had some interesting stuff go on in fourteen this week, but uh, okay. Anyway, moving on. Blue mages. No, no, no. So, so, no, no, no. Let let me just finish the thought real quick. So, okay. So this is this is one of my critiques of fourteen is that. End game aside, one of my critiques about fourteen is that getting KO'd doesn't really have a, a it doesn't really carry a whole lot of weight. There's there's not a whole lot of consequences. But with eleven, there is. There's that five minute weakness and all that stuff. And with Dragoon, this makes it even more important to stay alive because aside from the twenty minute cooldown on the re you know the recast, um, there's a real benefit to keeping a Dragoon alive. Which is usually not a priority for a healer. Like healer, usually their priority is to keep the tank alive. Um, but now, if you have a dragoon, you get a real added benefit if they're um, if they stay alive the whole time because the wyvern, especially in things like delve, where you get an XP, the wyvern will level up, and then the uh, the wyvern will actually be more of a an asset to the party. Mm. That's all I wanted to say. Okay, cool. But yeah, no, I'm actually really excited because what I'm wondering is if it'll be job job haste or if it'll be magic. Haste because uh, that is going to be interesting. And it'll be over in haste. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be actually really cool if it was like a separate category and allowed Dirk to break the delay cap or something. That would actually be really cool. You never I know. Like, I mean, because there's there's magic damage, there's physical damage, and then there's breath damage. So it'll be like breath haste. Maybe? I don't know. Cool. So blue mages, uh, you'll be getting. Four new spells, so Restoral, Raken, Diffusion Rate, and Sinker Drill, which are achieved from the uh, Salvage and uh, Nizul Isle areas. And then you will also be getting uh, three new Unbridled Wisdom spells, Uproot, Crashing Thunder, and Polar Roar, which are... Delph Yes, new well, Delph Bosses. Wildkeeper Reeve also. Yes, so... Tree dude, bird dude, and tiger dude. And then the job point category learning chance will be changed to blue magic physical or physical blue magic effect accuracy, which will increase the accuracy of additional effects of blue magic, which is really, really cool. Yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know about you, but like one of my default macros on blue mage is one that I, I just call auto attack and it's just like like slash attack target and then like wait one and then it casts like um like delta thrust and then like um uh, i know it's not empty thrash paralyzing triad paralyzing triad um and like if i can use the uh the job points to increase that additional effect that would be awesome <laughs> like paralyzing triad would cost like what 16 mp or something uh it's cheap yeah yeah i mean that's why it's one of my default like physical spells yeah no my my defaults are like a triad delta thrust um heavy strike heavy strike that's what i was thinking yeah and a sudden lunge and those four I usually rotate and then use the other bigger ones for me. It rotates sudden lunge. Don't mobs build stun resistance? Well, most of the time if I'm a blue mage, I'm either spoloing lower level stuff or what have you. Hmm. But uh, no, it's just it's like it's 18 MP and does, you know, like 900 some odd damage. So I'm not going to not use it. Yeah, I just leave that to my stun macro. But whatever, I'm not going to judge. Yeah, well, like if I generally by the time after I go through three spells that, you know, have like four or five hits each, mobs going to use DP move anyway. Most of the time, Sudden Lunge hits that sort of dealio. Oh, I never thought about it that way. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see here. Then you want to talk about Dancer, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, so Dancer's gradually been getting buffed a little bit here and there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and But it's it still seems like it's been kind of dragging its feet. No pun intended. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I forgot to take off those ankle weights when it was training with like Goku on Namek or something. Right? I don't understand the reference, but how do you not get a DBZ reference? Goku because was I've never watched the first Dragon Ball Z. Why am I a co-host with you? Okay, you are terrible. We, we need to stop for a second. We need to stop okay. for a second. Um, okay. Why, when I talk to people and tell them that I play Final Fantasy, do, do they immediately assume that I'm like an anime fan? It's not an anime fan thing. It was on Toonami in the 90s, and it's like 
this giant part of at least, you know, theoretically human culture because it's amazing. I wasn't watching Toonami in the 90s because I was out like, uh, well, to be honest, I was watching pro wrestling instead. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Speechless. Dancer. I think this may be a pet food alpha and beta first where Morocco has been speechless. Dancer. (laughs) Uh, If there was a live studio audience, they would be starting a slow clap right now. Yeah. Um, Dancer. (laughs) A new ability, Contradance, will be added. Uh, Contradance, which is available at level 50 with a recast time of 5 minutes and an effect duration of 60 seconds, will basically set up the next waltz uh, used while under its effects to uh, increase the effects of the amount of HP that's restored. If healing waltz is used, the effect will be extended to an area centered on the target player. So basically, it is sort of like um, Divine Divine Seal seal. for White Mage, except that if you use Healing Waltz, which is like a race, it becomes an AoE ability with one addition is that um, the AoE originates from whoever you're targeting, you know, with it. Yeah, so it's exactly like a Divine Veil for White Mages, which is awesome. Yes. So that's really cool. And I'm actually kind of jealous because for Dancer, their thing is like five minutes. Divine Seal for White Mages, this is still ten minutes. Yeah. yeah. But that's good because I think that is very cool, yeah. Dancer's been ignored for a long time. Um, and uh, it's it, I, I actually see some legit usefulness. Like you could maybe with this uh, tweak justify bringing a Dancer to help support the healers. Oh, well, it's great for me because uh, my buddy Elred, he's a, either a Dancer or a Geomancer or Beastmaster, and most of the time he's on Dancer. This is great for me because it means that he can go a little bit more hog wild and stuff. So, yeah, so I'm stoked. In addition to that, this other uh, little nugget, um, the maximum step level will be increased to 10, which is huge. Yes. That's crazy. So uh, it, it become, it, it increases as you level up. So at level 50, you're, you can your maximum step level is 6. At 60, it's 70. Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> that would be pretty kind of... <laughs> That'd be amazing, yeah. yeah. Um, no, at, uh, at 90, it's 10, which is the cap. Um, so, you know, uh, I, they haven't said the specific details about how the calculation uh, pans out, like how many, if you stack, does it mean that you can stack 10 quick steps? Is that what I I'm understanding? So, yeah, that's what I got, which is really nice. Or like, does it mean that you can, or, or maybe it means both, that you can have up to 10 steps, like, stored? You no, know I mean? you're thinking finishing moves. Oh, uh, right, okay. Yeah. No, the steps, what it means is, uh, so let's In say feebles. You, yes. So your quick step could go up to a cap of, um, what would that be? Do, do, do. I don't know. I'm looking here. Okay, so box step. Uh, initially lowers 5% off the first level and then 2% for each level after. So you get uh, 4, 6, 8, like a 13% defense down with box step as it is. So if you add like an extra 10 on top of that, that's a 23% defense down. Significant. Yes. Um, and then you can stack that with a Dio and then the Geo thing and stuff. That would be, that's going to be huge. So, yeah, so it, don't laugh at somebody if they want to come geo or geo, not uh, dancer to don't laugh at somebody if they want to come dancer to current content because with this update, dancer is going to be a, a nice little mean, like, uh, you know, dancer enfeeble and support machine. Yeah. Frolic Mage is back. What? Frolic Mage back. <sighs> yeah. Shut up, Joe. No. It's <laughs> amazing. Fusion called it Frolic Mage, so I can call it Frolic Mage. Fusion would never have called it Frolic Mage. He totally called it Frolic Mage. I don't believe it. Uh, And then Ruin Fencer got a little tidbit at the bottom where uh, they're increasing the area of effect that Valiant's has and that's the uh fast cast one right i guess people uh you know i just macro everything so i don't actually remember any of the names of the G- of the uh the rune fencer spells or abilities wow i can words are hard talk you hey you uh. say my phrase and i say your phrase what's which my is, phrase uh horror stricken silence when i make some kind of joke right because that works i don't think that's a phrase Meh. 
Uh, and there are two job adjustments that were left out for this update that were planned. Uh, one of them being Ninja, where they're going to add a job trait that is similar to ki- uh, the kick attack job trait that Monk has, but with Shuriken. And that's being pushed off to a later date. And where did you hear were, the kick attack thing? I didn't see that in the notes. They'd use it as a uh, comparison. So like the Shuriken thing would be thrown, but wouldn't take an ammo Shuriken. It would just be like integrated into your auto attacks. That's kind of awesome. Yeah. No, it's really cool but he is super excited about it but also pissed because it's not coming out this monday tuesday and then summoner was supposed to get a tamos and they're not still rabble well one can only assume that that will be the following update however i believe they were supposed to reduce the weakness timer and that's been put off forever really why i don't know it was like six months ago they were supposed to reduce it i don't remember them mentioning that at all yeah it was in one of these kind of updates too so oh um well that's we'll the thing i hope they make it so like a rise's weakness is like a minute yeah or like 30 seconds because that'd be that's probably one of the reasons they held off on it yeah okay um let's see so they'll be adding new equipment to incursion and walk of echoes or rather for walk of echoes it'll be high quality versions of existing equipment so that'll be nice there you go and yep and then they're going to add some new support slips for porter moogles as they do yep and you want to go over some ui stuff i sure do um give me one second all righty okay um User interface. So a uh, couple of interesting things that I don't think have been mentioned before was uh, they're adding a function to sort party members so that uh, you'll be able to see, and they showed a screenshot of this, uh, where you'll be able to see like the jobs that people are when you have sort active. So you'll be able to, you know, for example, if you're, I think this is most important if you're a healer. Yeah. Where, yeah, no, it'll be really nice. Where, you know, if you're, especially if you're playing with a gamepad and you use the up and down direction arrows to select party members, like sub-select them, um, you'll be able to make it so that, like, if you have a tank or something, or, like, a DD that's really important or something, you'll Just be able... to top, it'll be great. Yep, you'll be I'm able to so put them at the top. About it. Yep. So, that's cool. Um, that's also uh, exists in another Final Fantasy online game. Yes, it does. But hey, look, it's not a bad thing. I'm all no, about it's, them no, pulling, it's not. This pulling is over actually, the nice things from 14. Yeah, this is, this is really nice. Um, and then uh, related is uh, map icons. How is that related to parties? It's not related to parties. It's related to other things that they're pulling in from other online Final Fantasy games. There you go. See, clarity is very important, unlike that Zed song. But anyway, but, yes. No, no. Uh, hooked on a feeling? Hooked on phonics? Worked for me. Did it? Nope. Okay. Um, they're adding a function. Adding a function? I don't think that's correct. Add a function to show icons on the map. I don't think that that's. I think well, maybe that's it means trans- like a mathematical function or something. Maybe. Uh, anyway, they're, they're making it so that home points um, and home points that have been wait home points and survival guides. Home points. I'm reading this. Okay. Uh, words are hard. Show home point locations as an icon, visual display of home points that have not been unlocked. I guess two different icons, one for those that have been unlocked and those that haven't. Yeah, it's probably like a giant red, hey, come poke me thing. Okay, and then survival guides will be displayed as icons, and telepoints will be displayed as icons. And similarly, telepoints that haven't yet been unlocked will be displayed. So basically... um, ways to travel see i have a little bit of an issue with this because i think one of the great things about 11 is like just sort of the air of mystery where you're kind of thrown out into the world with a sword and a dream and you magically kind of find a giant white rock in the middle of a highlands thing that has weird blue glowy crystals on it and so i think that if it just is like this item that's or this object on the map that says hey this is a telepoint come poke me it kind of gets rid of some of the you know mystery of it so yeah I'll, i'll agree with that to an extent, um, I think what's nice is that it at least it doesn't sound like in the field when you're out there, you're not gonna, you're definitely not gonna see that you're like a glowing, um, you know, like Q icon. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and so I, I think I'm okay with that balance of um, making it easier for newer players to discover all 237 zones. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? With the, by adding some icons to the maps, I'm okay with that. That's Fine, that trade off. Yeah, that's fine. Meh. Uh, <laughs> probably one of the cooler things that uh, they're implementing is an item search function, which is going to make my scatterbrain seem a hell of a lot less scattered because I will not be paranoid and think that I somehow lent out my noble's tunic to somebody 
for. Yeah, so uh, the way that this works is you type slash item search and then the name of the item you're searching for and it'll tell you what storage bag it's located in if it's located anywhere, right? Yes. Um, I, I don't even understand this next one. Uh, adjustment to the STNPC feature, which will remove alter egos and adventuring fellows from this. What does that mean? It means that uh, you, have you ever used STNPC? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It so means it's like a sub-select, right? Yeah, you know how um, ignore pet kind of works? How you used to be able to target pets if you use STNPC and stuff? No, but okay. Yeah, well, this is similar, so yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, um, equipment sets. They're expanding? Uh, not in this update. Womp womp. Oh, but the, we can look forward to them making it so we can have multiple link shells that go to the same time, right? Nope. Not in this update. Aww. Hey, look, I'll, I, I gotta give them credit where credit's due. This is, it's been like not even four weeks since the last update. Yeah, no, at least they're... And they're adding two new events. That alone is like awesome. Yeah. It, 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 I got I no problem say, with them pushing back a couple of these things. No, yeah, I gotta say like their sort of update sort of things they've been churned out. It's like, it's it's pretty good. So it's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, so that brings us into in-game. In-game. Yes. What so what are doing? Whoa, 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 whoa. Get out of my you, head, Mr. Mister. You first. Fine. I did some delve this week, and I healed it, and I had really, really sweaty palms afterwards, because it was the first time I had whoa. healed a pickup group delve, whoa. and yeah, but I got my Boliabunga, and the body for healers, and some other cool stuff. Yeah, that's pretty much been it. We've been playing around with, like, the bee and the shark and stuff this week, and uh, we actually ended up being the tree for the other two, so. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, like, the thing is, is that our setup with, like, the jobs that we have, we don't really have range damage for the bee, so... That last like twenty five percent is kind of killer. Killer so, B. Yeah, that's why I made that joke. I'm glad that you were able to connect the two very very close dots. So yeah. What about you? What do you do? I have been um, exploring this place called Inner Rakaznar Court. Yes, you have, and you've been sending me pictures of it on my phone, <laughs> the email, and it looks really cool. And I hate that you keep sending me stuff because you're kind of dangling a carrot in front of me, and it is okay. not cool. I gotta okay. I, I gotta say, when we had first talked about the introduction of Inner Rakasnar Court, I had just assumed, probably safely so, that it was gonna look very similar to Outer Rakasnar. I was wrong. Um, Can we just sort of save that thing right there as a soundbite for no, later use? Because that's a very rare occurrence. Um, Inner Rakasnar Court is the single most visually impressive looking zone that I've ever seen in Final Fantasy XI. Really? Period. It's so unexpected this late in the game that there would be a zone with such immaculate detail that with su such scale and such mystery in just the way that it's laid out. Hmm. When you when you enter there, and, and this isn't really spoiler because it's not storyline related yet. Um, when you first go there, you're you're kind of presented with like just a path and kind of a hazy. It, it almost gives me the feeling. Did you ever play the the game Doom way back in the day? That one. Yeah, first person uh, shooter. The vaguely remember it. Yeah. Um, it almost gave me that kind of feeling because it's got this weird mix of, and not the first person aspect, but the or, or the terrible MIDI rock music. Um, <laughs> but it's got like this mixture of like high tech and like horror almost. Oh, okay. And like as you're exploring it, like you're you know you're presented with like undead mobs, but like normal ones, you know, like the like the dogs and the, the skeletons and stuff like that. But then you see like um, what's the uh, the mob fan? Family of Pandemonium Warden. I just always called them Pandemonium Warden dongles. Oh, Divergers, those Divergers. things. Divergers. Yeah. I, I never knew how to say that because there's DV, you know, whatever. Uh, no vowels. Um, right. There's those roaming around as, like, normal mobs. Oh. Huh. 
there are courses roaming around, which I guess isn't too crazy. Um, there's Dollahans, there's more um, kind of like um, like uh, like undead of the five races, you know? Um, film Wars? Yeah, uh, Film Wars. Um, I, you can watch out what else you say, because this is leading into a very sort of spoilerish area, because I'm already making dots connecting and stuff from previous things we've talked about, so. Well, okay, but yeah. th- there's technically no spoilers, because the missions don't explain that yet but okay okay um and uh yeah anyway there there's like a lot of mobs that are normally reserved as nms that are just like roaming around there um and then there's all of this like weird technology stuff that like it does not look like sky huh or sea it looks completely foreign to vanadil um i will just say that (laughs) (laughs) okay Um, cool uh, well, I'll say one more thing. It does look like something else. Um, anyway. Anyway. Uh, in the center of Inaraka's Narcor is a gigantic tower. God. Just saying. Um, it spans as far up as you can see and as far down as you can see. And then there's all these little nuances. Like, the first time I went there, I didn't notice these. But, like, when I came back, I noticed there's all these weird little, like, visual effects in there that, like, again, like, this, this game is so old, I would not ex- expect this kind of, like, detail there. Mm-hmm. But, like, when you get to certain places, you start to see, like, these green... Um, I don't know what you call them. They're like these little like flurries of light. Huh. Uh, and then there are, when you get to a different area of it, you'll see a wall that's not really there that sort of shines as if it were there. Like huh. if, if like a light was passing by, like, you know. Can you walk through the wall? No, no. you oh. can't. And what's what's also interesting is like the pattern resembles like a, a pattern of like interwoven like crystals and it's rainbow colored. It's like really unusual and like sort of out of place a little bit. Huh. Um, And I, you know, I can't even begin to speculate on that stuff. Like it's just so unusual. But I guess what I'm saying is like the zone, even though there's not really anything to do there yet, except if you really want to do the records of eminence stuff, like it's really hard uh, because these mobs are probably at least level 125. Um, Yeah. uh, You could try that, but um, just to go and see it, like the enormity of some of the structures there. They look it looks like there's a Death Star, you know, from Star oh, Wars in there. Like here's what I'm kind of concerned about. Like you say there's a giant tower in the middle, right? Yeah. How are we not able to see this from the outside? Well, it's inner rock as Nar, so So is there a teleport that you take to get in there or do you just walk through a door? To get to Inner Rakaznar, you have to use the central elevator system that's in Outer Rakaznar. Okay, so does it go down or up? Kind of unclear. Okay. It could be that it's going down, which I guess would make sense with the roots and everything. Yeah. Okay. Huh. It actually, and speaking to that, the, the tower does not resemble the crystal tower in Final Fantasy fourteen or three. It more resembles the Tower of uh, Babel in Final Fantasy IV, which coincidentally, and I didn't think of this until just now, goes underground instead of up. Hmm. So there's that. <laughs> interesting. It is interesting. Cool. Well, we'll have more on BB's oil hat segment of conspiracy stuff in Vanadil later on down the line when update stuff happens. But no, that's really cool. Yeah, not. It's like I have a ton of questions I'm going to ask you afterwards because I don't want to do spoilers <laughs> on the show. But okay. like, that's really cool. Yeah. Uh, bottom line, like, um, if you haven't been to Inner Rock is Not Court yet and you want to see a real spectacle, just go and walk around and bring some re-ray earrings and just like check it out there's not a whole lot like you're not gonna get any kind of crazy drops I don't think or anything but like just to see how they have really I think truly officially abandoned PS2 limitations Go check it out. It's it's really. I have to applaud the team, the, the dev team. Like just explore. I was almost on edge a little bit, and I've never felt like that playing Final Fantasy XI all these years. Um, I was actually like nervous. Like when I saw Sneakin and Viz wearing, I was like, uh, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap, oh crap. <laughs> oh, so you got the feeling when I that I got when I was trying to take my coffers back in the day. Sure. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, that's really cool. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. 
cool. Uh, no emails this week, so if you care. Oh, to we did have an email. Did we? Did one of us accidentally delete it? No, uh, I didn't put it in the show notes because I was traveling this weekend. Um, oh, okay. Give me a second, and I will pull it up. Oh, was it the fun one? Yes, it's the fun one. Okay, I got it right here. Hang on. I'll copy it for you. Uh, I have it. Okay. So last week we had asked people um, when I went into my like long-winded tinfoil hat uh, speculation um, to email us uh, what their theories might be about um, Rocco's Nar, where the Seekers missions are going, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we got this wonderful email did he say his character name? I don't think so. Um, no, we're just going to call him Brimstone. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, we, uh, he, he writes, I noticed that the, fl- <laughs> I noticed that the floors in Outer Roz is very similar to the floors in Sky, where elementals are the ones that make the light pattern when you walk. Is it possible that, like the Oldham civilization, that these runes predate the Xylar clue or Kulu. Is that how you say Kulu? Yeah, I say Kulu. Uh, and that whomever used to populate the runes taught the Silar building techniques before whatever happened to them. <laughs> if that sounds No, sense. I think that makes sense. I think that sounds actually like a really sort of plausible idea. Okay. I mean, um, like, look at the rune fencers and, uh, sure, the, yeah. Sky, yeah. I agree that none of the Xylar areas, Delphuts, uh, Sky Sea, the Krogs, or Kalu areas, Soja, or Otodo, uh, look exactly like Raz. However, the similar there are similarities between the areas, mainly the, the light floor, as previously mentioned, and the engraved stone throughout the areas. I didn't think about those, uh, like Soja or, or Otodo. I gotta go and visit those and compare yeah. them. Um, he didn't say that that was me. Uh, yeah. Also, the machine's mechanisms seem close. Okay, this has me interested. Yeah. Um, the Xylark Kalu are the same race, yet when they split, they chose different building styles. So, in a way, precedence has been set for the possibility that they borrowed and implemented some, but not all, the knowledge gained from the outside source. Note that my facts may be skewed regard- regarding the Oldham, as it's been forever since Aragon, but to my recollection, they were stated to be the oldest known civilization, uh, which is basically no way at a low, which is basically why we know Udia about all of them. Also, sorry for the long ramblings. Um, viewer discretion is advised. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, this. Um, yeah, we had to cut out some of the stuff in this email, but it was glorious and amazing. Yes, and we, and we totally getting, appreciate it. Yeah, no, we love getting emails regardless and hearing from you guys. So, yeah. No, this was awesome. This, this was, was yeah, this really, was really insightful. Yeah, um, Brim raised up some really good points. And uh, yeah, no, I think that they, they totally could outdate both the. Uh, Oldham people and the Xylart. So here's here's what's interesting, and I'll just say a, a quick note about it. Um, if what he's kind of alluding to is correct, if that the Xylart and Kalu is or are actually descendants of this other civilization, mm-hmm. which I guess. What, what is he saying about Otter Gone? Um, the, the Oldham? The Oldham... Oh, uh, did you ever do the quest for the Oldham Ring? That's the teleport thing that gives takes you to the uh, Baffla Thickets? No. Okay, so the Oldham are the civilization that live in the underground of Adewa Subterrain, where like, all those okay. pillars and those I've ruins I've been wondering are. about that, yeah. Right, and so their sort of like main deity was Ramu in one of the uh, sort of storyline stuff and whatever. But anyway, the through like various quests in Otter Gone, they were discovered to be the oldest civilization in Vanadil. And one of the reasons why they kind of died out and stuff is they weren't really affected by any of the Xylar uh, sort of technology, which then ended up involving Altana somehow and whatever. And so they just were kind of left to the wayside. So this could be a totally plausible theory that he's talking about how it might be the people that originally taught the Xylar, which would make a lot of sense when you look at um, the final boss for the Xylar missions and how their abilities are very similar to those of a Ruin Fencers. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. So I think... Uh, Mr. Brimstone is very, very on point. I'll have what he's having. Yeah, yes, yes, all of the yes. Anyway, 
Um, I think that's about it, unless we have any closing thoughts. If you enjoy listening to Pet Food Beta, do us a favor, rate and review us on iTunes. Um, we haven't had one in a, in a while, so it'd be, it'd be awesome to have uh, some comments as they relate to, uh, to Pet Food Beta as opposed to Pet Food Alpha. Um, and as always, uh, check out the ffxih.com MS Paint Challenge in the fan art section of the forums always fun um and of course gamerscape.com it's where to find everything uh final fantasy 11 and 14 related mm-hmm. and if you happen to find something out that's final fantasy 11 related that nobody really knows about feel free to edit our wiki at uh our gamerscape wiki at gamerscape.com just click yes, the wiki FFXI. link gamerscape.com slash wiki slash whatever uh, i'm glad that you mentioned that we are actually making a conscious effort to get the gamerscape.com um, wiki um, updated and it, it has it has been being updated it has never not been being updated as once again words are hard for you words are hard today for me yeah well bear in mind like to give you guys an idea he's kind of had several layovers and flights within the past what 72 hours and we really should not be recording right now. Well, but we I haven't, I haven't actually had layovers. Um, Shh, they don't know that. Well, no, 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 but I was stuck up in the air like for an additional hour. Like I arrived at my destination, and there were thunderstorms that we could not fly under, so we were just circling, which was making all of the babies cry, which was really pleasant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been traveling this weekend. Rubble, rubble. Yeah, and I've been theoretically having a lovely sleep schedule where I get eight hours a night because I'm hopefully a responsible college student. Have we anyway, really been getting eight hours of sleep a night? Yeah. I'm shocked and impressed. Yeah, no, me too. It's amazing. I wonder you sound more lucid. And it's not just because it's 6 a.m. your time. No, it's delightfully 7.35 p.m. right now, and it just got dark. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, email us at petfoodbeta at gamerscape.com. And you can find us on Twitter at Pet Food Beta. Make sure to social media us. Yeah, and we'll, we'll actually be back uh, next weekend with a special guest. And yes. We will give our thoughts on the version update. Right. Alrighty. Once again, I'm Maroku. I'm Fusion X. And I'm Steak. <laughs> I'm Chinchilla. I am the Elusive Shantu. What? Do we? Yes. Tila. This is bad, Jesus. <laughs> I'm Vivi. I'm Maroku. And we'll see you next time on Touch Your Beta. Bye!